This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, the business station. My name is Rich Bradbury and welcome to Resource Centre this morning. Uh, we're going to be looking at Brandfest again today. It's been 17 years. This will be the 18th edition, 2023. Malaysia's highly informative annual brand marketing forum where experts share updated ideas and insights and information from the brand marketing function. Two people here in the studio with me uh, right now. I have Kenneth So, the head of marketing for Shopee Malaysia. Say Hello, Kenneth. Hello. Hi, everyone. I know he's doing a speech on e-commerce trends in Malaysia. And I also have Dr. Wong Chinchin. She is the uh, Regional Head of Data Products for Asiata Digital and Analytics, ADA. Hi, do I call you doctor or do I call you Chinchin? Just Chinchin. Chinchin. Both of you, welcome to the show. How are you both? Thank you for having us. Very good. Thanks for having us. So you're talking on higher conversion from devices, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start off with that then. Um Interesting aspect. What, what, what would you say are some of the uh, trends in device ownership here in Malaysia right now? Well, um, at ADA, we track about 27 million devices in Malaysia and many more in eight other markets. Now, what we see is the device brand, the model, uh, the operator. Well, you know that smartphone is a necessity. It's an essential item, part yeah. of life. So the trend even throughout pandemic, even now, the volume that we see monthly, weekly or so, it's still pretty stable. Yes, people are perhaps, some of them perhaps down trading, some of them are perhaps stretching the usage of their smartphones, mm. but the volume stays pretty stable throughout you know, the months. Are there any kind of uh, behavioral insights for particular device owners that you see here in Malaysia perhaps? Any insights that you can kind of glean from that? Well, I think we, we actually publish a COVID recovery index you know, the, during the lockdown and post-lockdown as well. Now, the, the behavior side of things, we do see that people are actually moving to different places. Um, some of the behavior actually stick post uh, the lockdown as well. So people are traveling to different places. So marketeers are having, some of them are having challenges to, to target or to understand their existing customers post-lockdown as well. Right. So those are the, some of the traits that we do see in smart device uh, owners. Right. Kenneth, jumping over to you, um, consumer trends. Uh, what are you seeing in the marketplace uh, in, in this year in this space of e-commerce? Uh, yeah. So I think it's, it's been interesting, right? So as Chin Chin was saying, I think device penetration in Malaysia is actually very high. Uh, internet penetration is also quite high compared uh, to the to our neighboring countries. Uh, so the e-commerce penetration itself uh, is also actually quite high mm. uh, in terms of users that are actually active on e-commerce, right? And and it was particularly boosted during the pandemic, yeah. right? Um, yeah. It was it was a, a strong adoption, uh, and I also. Uh, get a lot of question on like you know the 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 trends during the pandemic post pandemic this year how has it how how it has shifted right so obviously during the pandemic a lot of uh, new to e commerce users came on board right uh, we see that on Shopee a lot as well and then uh, and and then the spending per customer uh, was also spiking during uh-huh. the pandemic period yeah and then I, I can understand that you can understand yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> must have done a lot of shopping yeah, yourself huh? just a little bit yeah. uh, that's great thanks for that <laughs> daily delivery must In, I say almost almost yes 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 so so we saw volume uh, grew significantly during that period of time and then uh, after things reopened and people get back to to the normal life you know and there's there's a lot of life uh, outside of just being at home uh, 24 hours a day mm. uh, then the, the, the spending per 
error user uh, uh, normalizes somewhat, uh, but the, the, the adoption of e-commerce sticks as in the number of users on e-com has, has stuck, right? And people learned how to use e-commerce and they continue using e-commerce, right? right? So then coming to this year then, from that base, right, we have seen that essentially uh, on Shopee, we have users in, in all the states, you know, across Malaysia, and we see uh, more and more younger users coming on board, right? Uh, these are users in, 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 in college years or fresh graduates coming to the office space, right? Um, and uh, the, the, they are digital natives, so to say, right? This this generation of people, they are They born. have never not known what it's like without the internet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. born into it, yeah. right? Like, they, they don't know the, 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 the dial-up tone of the 56K <laughs> modem, yes, right? Yes. <laughs> so, so, so it's very intuitive for them. Mm-hmm. It's very intuitive. So they use uh, the digital space to do product discovery, to do uh, 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 interactions with sellers, to, to, to do their transactions, uh, and also to talk to each other, right? Um, so it's, 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 it's very uh, interactive for them, right? right? And, and it's, it's not purely like, oh, I want to buy something, I'll search for it, I'll just find uh, this thing that I want to buy, and then I buy it. Mm. There's actually a lot of steps involved in it, and we, we look at the trends of what they search for, right? And if we, we look at it essentially there are more and more uh, what we say buyers who are more discerning right and discerning in the sense of sure there's there's always the part where you know pricing matters you know f- uh, being able to find what you want matters or all, all those the, the, the basic stuff matters but it also goes beyond that and we see more purposeful buying right uh, for example so there are some brands who uh, or sellers who are very clear on their messaging about the the the, the sustainability of their products, yeah, yeah. right? And that relates to the values of uh, some of the, the the newer buyers. And then there are some sellers who actually bring their buyers along in their journey as they grow their own local business. Right. So the local seller scene is huge in Malaysia, right? And mm-hmm. and some of these businesses they they sort of through videos, right, or through live stream. They connect with their users and tell them that, hey, you know, I'm starting up like this. I'm facing these challenges. I'm doing this to help delivery. I'm doing this to make sure that you get your product faster. And then they they sort of grow their followership from there. So there's a lot of uh, growth that we see from the local seller side. And we see a lot of support from the buyer side, especially for local businesses. Support local. Support local. It's huge, actually. I mean, you mentioned, you know, value in that. And and I'm hearing this phrase thrown around quite a bit, you know, value based marketing yeah. can you explain uh, for people at home who might not be familiar what that term is can you explain a little bit about sure, it sure yeah. so um, the way I think about it right it's um it's, it's shopping with with purpose right mm. is is being able to resonate uh, with your users right so as a seller um, how do you identify your brand uh, with your customers Right. right, right, and uh, so the values that we're talking about, it, it depends on the demography that you are serving, mm-hmm. essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can be a very straightforward thing. Usually, it's usually very straightforward. For example, uh, coming back to say being a local seller, uh, that actually resonates very strongly. If you look at our user base, a lot of them will specifically search for local sellers. 
So they so they want to support the local economy. They mm. feel like you know I'm buying from local sellers mm. as well. As, as service is also then better because because you know we speak the same language yeah. and all that. Yeah. So then um, then there are other things like for example uh, the sustainability thing that I was talking about, right? That resonates well with your buyers. Mm. And then so we see there are other ways uh, for for brands to to send the message to their users on the what values they stand for. And there's a short-term and long-term thinking to it. I'll put it that way, right? And if I were just to elaborate a little bit more, um, for your shorter-term uh, immediate customer interaction, uh, some of the things that your customers would value are convenience, for example, right? Uh, trust, right? Uh, peace of mind. That comes a lot uh, on communication, mm. right? So, for example, uh, for Shopee, we push strongly on our free shipping offering, right? So, don't pay for shipping fees, just use free shipping vouchers, right? Mm. <laughs> and we push that strongly as a message to help the sellers. So, then it, it makes it a lot more convenient for our buyers to, to, to transact. Chinchin, I saw you... Yeah, I was just wanting to ask Kenneth, actually. When you say local sellers, are those local brands or is it locally, geographically local? Because it would be, you know, shorter shipping time. I'm asking as a shopper. Um, yeah, uh, both actually. So so local sellers, as in Malaysians uh, selling in Malaysia, right? And also local brands, right? Ah, local okay. brands selling from Malaysia. So then we want to make sure that the whole interaction, the buyer journey is seamless, mm, right? Mm. So that goes to their consideration when they're buying, right? And then being very descriptive in your product, uh, mm -hmm. you're t basically sort of preempting what the buyers is thinking about. Right. But then it goes then beyond that. That's then the customer experience, updating mm -hmm. your, your users about your delivery, uh, telling them like, like after sales service yourself, putting like a thank you card in, the, mm, in, yeah. in your parcel. Right, right. It just makes a lot of difference. Yeah, it does. And that's the shorter term part. And then, but longer term is then the, the brand identity that you, you stand for, mm -hmm. right? For example, there are some electronics uh, sellers that would then go the distance to, to explain the warranty that comes with it so that you know, uh, it, it appeals to people who wants to have items for a longer term, mm -hmm. like longer life, longer shelf lives, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So then you don't keep switching your devices as well mm -hmm. or appliances, for example, right? So different user segments have very different uh, considerations that they do. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the seller level, I think what we try to help the sellers on is for their target demographies, is that they're able to send, uh, be very clear about the messaging that they are sending to their buyers. Okay. Yeah. Chin Chin, I just want to jump over to you a little bit. Uh, and are there, there ways in which, you know, uh, brands or, or, or marketers have to approach um, their potential customers if they are buying something on a device compared to if they are buying something maybe from their laptop perhaps. Are, are you seeing differences there? I'm glad you asked that. So now I, I heard from Kenneth that uh, you know we're targeting you know by the demography and perhaps maybe the keyword searches and whatnot as well. But I do have a lot of marketeers actually ask me questions like this. Mm. How do I target them before they yeah. start searching? Yeah. How do I, is it just demography? Is it just certain persona, certain interests? You know, or do we have to wait for the keyword searches? Mm. Now, I have a lot of um, um, partners that we work with, or clients, or I like to call them business partners. Um, they actually ask, like, you know, how do I find these people before they start searching for the things? Now, if you know that your target market is, for example, uh, a beauty brand, high affluent women. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to find them online and offline as well. Yeah. Now, we can target them on various uh, social media platforms. You can search by uh, just the high income or just by women as well. But then again, what does it mean by high income? It's usually a postcode. 
that they stay there. Right. You know? But for what we do see that has some um, higher impact on our uh, higher conversion and lower cost per lead for our marketeers is to base on the affluence model that our data science team has developed as well. Now, how we see that actually really work with clients is that firstly, your we know your device brand and model, right? So that we tie that to device prices. Now, if we see that you're assessing your apps, your free open apps in the evening in Moinkara, for example, then we'll assume that's your home location. Then we overlay with property prices. We know that you stay in a high affluent area. And we see the apps that you're using. Because any free open apps, if you provide consent, we do see those apps in your phone as well. So we see that, uh, let's just make it simple. You have a, a, a menstrual cycle tracker in your phone. Therefore, you are a woman, right? So therefore, we know that you are a woman, you are staying in a high affluent area, you're holding an expensive device. We group those under high affluent women. Now, those, uh, they may have interest in uh, beauty or fashion. They have the beauty and fashion app, for example. Mm -hmm. Now, clothes or beauty brand products, for example, you don't really need an occasion to buy. You don't really need a, a big excuse. Yeah. And maybe you have a, a dinner or an occasion to attend and you buy a new, new set of um, a dress or whatnot. But most of the time, you don't really need a hard excuse to buy a, a fast-moving product like that. So those are the target market. Before they start searching for mascara, you already target them because they're high affluent women. And we see that really working for the um, beauty brands client, not only on the online targeting, also offline as well, because we see the location, the GPS coordinate of when they are, where, when they are at which place. Right? So we know that this is, the, this is a heat map, the hotspots of where the high affluent women actually hang out at certain time of uh, which day. So that helps our client to really target not only online digitally through various uh, platform, but also offline as well to have out of home digital billboard. This is where the high affluent uh, women usually hang out. Mm -hmm. So I think back to the question of um, do we see that different on laptop or devices? Devices, especially because you're moving around, whether you're at home or uh, on the go. It's always in your pocket. It's always in your pocket. Yeah. So it's the right targeting, yeah. uh, the, the, the higher conversion and the lower cost per lead because we target the right segment before they even start searching for something. It works really well for some of the clients. On laptop itself, well, mm, I think that would be usually because it doesn't really have the, the where you're moving around. So the location inside the cell location aspect of things is less relevant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll just add to that quickly. Mm -hmm. I think uh, on the mobile versus laptop thing, uh, from on Shopee as well, is almost entirely mobile, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that was one of the first strategy that we had when we launched, our mobile first strategy. We, we just see that most of the behaviors, uh, discovery, uh, uh, transactions just happen on a mobile phone and mm. that's just a huge part of the market right now. Okay, on that thought, let's take a, a, a short break. Uh, we're talking about e-commerce, uh, shopping trends, targeting device ownerships for increasing revenue, whole bunch of other stuff. I'm in the studio with Kenneth from Shopee and of course, Chin Chin from ADA. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes here on Resource Center on BFM 89.9. Business, football, music. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury, and welcome to Raise Your Game this morning. We are talking about BrandFest, the topic of today's discussion, e-commerce shopper trends and targeting device ownership for increasing revenue. Uh, I want to come back to you, Chin Chin, um, and speak about... Um, campaigns and um, the campaigns that are executed perhaps through specific uh, devices mm -hmm. or specific locations mm -hmm. 
How does that impact, you know, the, the key messaging strategies? Now, I think the key messaging, it's um, tied to whether it's relevant to the person. Right. Now, we all know that mass targeting now is less relevant. It is uh, less effective, not to mention it's more costly as well. So having the right message to the right people, now, no matter how fancy your message is or how short and sweet it is, if it's a wrong target, it's not really well uh, received. Mm. Okay. So again, back to the topic on uh, how to find the right target. Um, I, I don't have the search-based uh, uh, targeting, but I do know the persona, the online offline behavior of interest, and we infer certain things, the age group, the gender, the affluence level as well. Now, if you have uh, the right target market, for example, I don't search for health and fitness products, right? but I'm wearing a health, health and fitness watch at a tracker. So if I were to be presented with something that's health and fitness related, I'm quite likely to be uh, browsing or, or perhaps purchasing it. Mm -hmm. But I've never really searched for any health and fitness product because I'm not the hardcore health and fitness person. Uh, but it will appeal to me if it's something of, of interest. So knowing that I have health and fitness tracker in my phone, knowing that, for, for example, if I'm a mid-affluent or women, then it is the right target market to push certain health and fitness product. Right. So giving me the relevant message, perhaps at the right time, you know, perhaps when a person is, is near, uh, um, it's, uh, it's usually seen in, in shopping malls over the weekend or usually seen in certain areas during the weekday. You know, I, I, don't, I don't track them real time, but I study the behavior in the past. If this person is usually seen in this area, perhaps this is the right target market for a certain outlet to, uh, at that location or certain shopping malls or certain retailers to push a certain marketing messages mm -hmm. to, to this person. So now it's back to how to craft the, the creative messages. I would say it is to the right target market that matters more. Okay. Let, let's just go back a little bit then, Kenneth, mm -hmm. and pick up about the... Um the idea of um, the values that most appeal to Malaysians when, when they're purchasing online. What, what do you think they are? I mean, you mentioned buying local was a, was a big thing mm -hmm. uh, during the pandemic. Has that changed at all over the last year or so? Uh, that continues to grow, actually. That, that remains uh, one of the, the biggest criteria that uh, the buyers have when they search for items. Uh, and I think it also varies based on categories, mm. to be honest, right? Um, there are some categories, for example, where uh, authenticity means a lot. Right, being able to buy a genuine product, uh, yeah. and and for example, uh, you know, if I'm buying uh, 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 electronics, right, or I'm buying uh, milk powder, right, you don't want to take the risk of For buying sure. anything that's counterfeit. Right? Yeah. So the authenticity guarantee is very important for this category. For example, therefore we have a, a Shopee mall yeah. offering, right, where it's 100% guaranteed to be to be authentic. That gives a peace of mind for, yeah. for buyers. That's remained true. And then the other categories that, that you know, uh, if you're buying maybe uh, clothing, right, uh, fashion items, uh, that maybe you think about uh, other things that are more top of your mind, right? Uh, is it trending, right? Uh, the price points matters more so different considerations for different buyer segments i would say and interestingly right also like for the same buyer for the same person let's say yourself richard mm. when you're buying different items the way you would consider would also be different for sure right? yeah yeah right so we 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 try to understand our user base uh as chin chin was saying right uh based on their personas and 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 also like their behaviors uh 
also cognizant that different categories uh, have very different uh, behaviors from the buyers themselves and it can sort of evolve over time. Give me an example. So, um, for example, like if, if for myself, mm. for example, right? Uh, chin Chin, this is going to get interesting. Right? <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. as a shopper, yeah, as a shopaholic. <laughs> uh, so, so um, like if, if I look at my own spending behavior, right? Um, when I'm buying like a mobile phone, mm. um, I'm, I, I, I spend a lot of time on my mobile phone. I do my work there as well. So for me, uh, I'm not looking for the cheapest mobile phone out there. I'm looking for the best mobile phone. Mm. And I'm trying to look from a reliable seller who has a lot of reviews, ratings, you know, just, mm. just uh, he has done a, a great customer service, right? I know if anything goes wrong, uh, I contact the seller and you'll be able to help me, right? So, so I'm not looking for the cheapest offering there. I'm looking for a quality. Yeah. Right, uh, reliability. The consideration funnel will be different. The consideration funnel is yeah. very different. Now, the T-shirt that I'm wearing right now is a black T-shirt that I bought, bought for seven ringgit. <laughs> <laughs> so that you have to think what right. to what I to bought to, right? three of it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of men who actually yeah. just have black T-shirt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so for the same person, myself, like when I buy different thing, I have vastly different consideration funnel. Right. right. And therefore, I think from 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 the seller side, what we try to help for the sellers growth especially local sellers is to help them understand their target market right mm. and then uh, as Jinjin was saying there's a lot of ways you could target your mm. marketing messages through different channels but then the content matters mm -hmm. the content what you say and mm. that comes down to the values that the person uh, or your buyer demographic cares about and as a brand as a seller you need to be able to convey that mm. and convey that clearly mm. so that they trust you as a seller because trust is huge trust is very important on the digital space let's speak about that and Chin Chin what, what, what do you look at you know in terms of challenges you know in terms of trust when you know, people. You're tracking people's data. You know, <laughs> yes. it, but people have agreed to do that. You yes, know, it's part We're of content based. Yeah. It's a content based, right? Mm -hmm. So, what challenges do you get when you when you when you're doing what it is that you do? Well, we have to be realistic with our clients to set the right expectations. So, so it is what it is. So I don't track them real time. Right. So if someone say, I want to um, be able to push a marketing messages uh, when the person is 300 meter away from a particular. QSR store, I can't, mm. right? But I do know that this is the segment of people who go to this QSR brand A, and this is the segment of people who go to this QSR brand B. Right. So, and some of them are actually cross-visiting. Okay, who are those people? And what are the persona of these people, demographic and whatnot? And then I send marketing messages to only this group of switches because they are not loyal to either brand. Maybe they're 50-50, maybe they're more towards B than A, for example. Now, then the marketing messages would be relevant to only this segment of people after understanding their persona. Then the following one, when we track post-campaign, did they then visit brand A after the campaign was run? So we do that for several clients as well. So this is how we combine the online, offline behavior. Uh, so we, we don't overpromise. It's not real time. Okay. But the behavioral data, humans are creatures of habit. Yeah. And the only time that we change quite drastically is because of pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't exercise before pandemic and they have nothing to do during pandemic. They start exercising, you know. But otherwise, people are still creatures of habit. Now, post-pandemic, some of them stick to their new habit. 
Yeah, some of them revert back to their old habit. Yeah, but we study past months of behavior, knowing that this is the group of switchers. Therefore, uh, understanding a bit more about that, uh, these people, the segment, are they um, uh, the people who are actually traveling around, seen the multiple locations? Are they um, health and fitness people? Are they uh, social media freak or, or, or whatnot? Mm. So crafting that message, the challenge is that this is a group of people. We track the same mobile advertising ID. Post that, we see the loyalty index. But it is what it is. The challenge is not to overpromise. It is not live. It is not in real time. It is not, uh, can I see whether the person is at level one or level two? Because what you share is your GPS coordinate, if you consent to it. So I don't know if you're at level one or level two. So it works really well for brands like Petrol Station. Right. Yeah, or standalone yeah. Uh, um, Curacao stores. Yeah. Uh, or some of the automotive showroom, which is standalone. So if you think of it, if we can track you, your GPS coordinate, in a standalone outlet, not in a multi-story. We know that you stay in this condominium. We just don't know which floor you're staying in. So the challenge is that make sure we define the boundary properly, not to overpromise clients. Mm -mm. It is what it is. Thank you very much, guys. Kenneth and Chin Chin, thank you very much. Thank you for having us. I want to thank Kenneth So, the head of marketing for Shopee Malaysia, and Dr. Wong Chin Chin, the regional head of data products for Asiata Digital Analytics. Uh, they'll be speaking at the BFM Brandfest, as we mentioned, this coming 25th and 26th of July at the CCEC at Vertical, Bangsa South City. Register now at brandfest.com.my. This has been Resource Center on BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.